It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on your iOS device today and join me Monday at noon for a little off day Reds chat. That's Locker Room changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We're going to preview the battle for the Ohio Cup. Going to look at the Reds and the Indians series here and we got some Jeff's junk mail to get to. We got a lot of great stuff for you today. So settle on in. Before we jump into that, though, make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever podcast provider you're listening to right now. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. And speaking of Jeff's junk mail, save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. Whether it's about the Reds or you just want to know what my favorite color is. 513-549-0159. All right, the Battle of Ohio. The Battle of the Ohio Cup. I think Browns-Bengals is Battle of Ohio. The Battle of the Ohio Cup. And there is actually a cup, which is kind of funny to me commences for 2021 starting tonight and you got Jeff Hoffman on the mound against Logan Allen quick look at the series overall bet you didn't know that the Indians have a 66 to 51 series lead yeah 15 games got some work to do Reds come on guys we got a good night tonight although at Great American Ballpark the Reds, or in Cincinnati as a whole, the Reds are 29-28 and 28 against the Indians. It's all about home cooking. See if they can get up on the Indians this weekend. Now, I, I 
looking at last year's, it was a little bit frustrating because the Reds won the first game. They played him four times. Won the first game three to two, Sonny Gray on the mound that day, and then proceeded to lose the next three games. They played them four straight days in August. And the the last game was a Luis Castillo blow up as the Indians won thirteen to nothing. So the Reds got a measure of revenge on him. In fact, speaking of revenge, they they have uh, not beaten the Indians in a season series since two thousand fourteen, and that's the fr- the only time since two thousand eleven that they've done that. Shout out to the Enquirer for that stat. So yeah. That's the matchup statistic. That's the C- the series matchup statistics. Now let's look at the micro. Jeff Hoffman starting tonight. This is a big start for him because while Jose De Leon was moved to the bullpen with Sonny Gray returning on Saturday, it's still a matter of performing. How does Jeff Hoffman look? Uh, is Jose De Leon being held in the waiting? Is TJ Antone being held? in waiting, ready to be in the rotation because Antone has looked phenomenal. I'm expecting to see him at some point this weekend after having that long outing in San Francisco and then not pitching the other two games. But Jeff Hoffman's last outing was less than stellar. So he's got to come out. He's got to have better command of his pitches. That was his biggest problem in his last outing. He looked great against the Cardinals. But he's got to keep this up because of everyone in the rotation, I feel like he has the hottest seat because Wade Miley has come out of the gates so super strong. He has proven that if he is healthy, he's going to be a good pitcher at the back end of the rotation for the Reds. So it's about what Jeff Hoffman brings to the table. And with Lorenzen kind of pushed back a bit, I think he has a little bit of longer leash than we may have thought because I think Lorenzen will end up being in the rotation, and TJ Antone very well could be as well, which I've seen some discussions about that, whether he is uh, more valuable in the bullpen, and I've talked about this in the preseason as well. I've kind of changed my thinking on that. I I think that his role as a bullpen, uh, rubber-armed, fireman-type role is nice. But I think he'd be better suited in the rotation. I understand it now. I get it. When you're that talented and you can pitch that well for that many innings, you should be in the rotation. I think that he can stretch out to six innings, seven innings, stuff like that. His his pitching repertoire is just so phenomenal. And what he has shown early on, even in just relief appearances, just has me wanting more. And I think more comes from out of the rotation. So I think that the Reds would be smart to continue to throw him in these long relief stints and hopefully stretching him out. His last outing was getting pretty close to what you would want out of a starting pitcher. I mean, he fell one out shy of a four-inning outing. Yeah, you want more than four, but on the other end of the spectrum, I think that he can definitely ramp up to 5-6 very quickly. So I I would love to see that. And with that in mind, this is a huge start for Jeff Hoffman looking forward to what he's going to bring to the table. Then Saturday, big, big day. Sonny Gray is back. I am very much looking forward to this because the Reds need Sonny Gray 
to be there, be healthy, and be what he has been since coming over to Cincinnati for pretty much the rest of the entire year. I don't really want to think about what the Reds would have to do if he has to go back on the injured list for a extended period of time. Because with Castillo and Gray up at the top of the rotation, this team can compete with anybody. And then you add in Tyler Malley, who was pitching phenomenal until the defense just failed him. The, uh, the series finale in San Francisco. I think you've got a very solid playoff rotation. Sonny Gray's just got to be healthy. So looking forward to that start. And then Wade Miley is back on the mound on Sunday. And you know what that means. going to be a quick working game for Wade. Coming up, I'm going to look at the Indians' probable starters. I know that Sunday still says TBD. I got some thoughts on that as well. And we'll get to some Jeff's junk mail in a little bit. But first, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at a fair price point. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. That's 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. New game day shirt? Boom. Cashback. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cashback. Even buying around can earn you cashback when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cashback on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Get all your sports news in 20 minutes or less with a Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski scours the sporting world and brings the biggest news stories and reports to you on the Locked On Today podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey app, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get your podcasts. The battle for the Ohio Cup begins tonight, and I mentioned Jeff Hoffman's on the mound. It's a big game for him. Going for the Indians will be Logan Allen. And I want to look at the probable starters and a couple of players to watch out for on this Indians roster here in this segment. Logan Allen is an interesting pitcher. He's going to be the first left-handed starter that the Reds face this season. And when you look at his profile on BaseballSavant.com, the first thing that you notice or the first thing that I look at is his strikeout percentage and his walk percentage. His strikeout percentage at 19.5 so far this season is below league average at 21.8%. 
And in fact, his career strikeout percentage of 14.7 is well below league average. Conversely, his walk percentage career at 11.5 and this season at 12.2 is well above league average. So this is going to be a test in patience for the Reds. And looking at some things that the morning spin from Reds Content Plus said in their morning newsletter, which if you don't, you should subscribe to that. It's pretty awesome. They said that the Reds are actually kind of at the bottom of the league right now. Not not dead last, but in the bottom group of the league so far as their lineup's walk percentage. They're only walking 8.5% of the time. So this seems like a dude, a perfect guy to kind of increase that walk percentage. Because when you look at the heat maps on his pitches, they're kind of all over the place. He loves to throw that four-seam fastball up and in to left-handed hitters, but then the slider is a bit of an interesting pitch. He keeps it low sometimes, but he also throws it high out over the plate sometimes, I think just to throw hitters off. And then the third pitch that he at least features is his changeup, which he tries to keep low and away to left-handed hitters. He has a curveball that he barely throws, so we might see that one or two times tonight, but I'm not expecting a whole lot from that. It's going to be mostly fastball, slider, and changeup. And when you look at how he does contact-wise, because you think, okay, well, he's not striking out too many people. He is walking a few more people. But when you look at his basic statistics, the things that we always say, like, okay, you can look at ERA, but don't look at ERA and think you know the pitcher. His ERA right now is 2.7. And a lot of that has to do with the fact he is inducing a lot of ground balls from his slider. His slider according to Baseball Savant, is far and away his best pitch. It breaks crazy on the horizontal movement. But other than that, like you look at his expected batting average for the slider, it's .078. Guys aren't hitting it. Guys are hitting and are getting a little bit unlucky when they hit his fastball because he's given up a .250 batting average on his four-seam fastball. He should be giving up around a .320. That's the expected batting average off that. So the Reds need to lay off the slider. They need to go for the fastball. And they need to know that when it comes to his uh, pitch uh, control command around the plate, he has a low percentage of pitches in the strike zone. It's at 43.9%. League average is 48.4, and he's not getting like a lot of chase percentage on those pitches. It's just when guys swing at the pitches outside the zone, they're making a lot of contact, which leads me to believe that's the slider, and they're inducing a lot of ground balls. He's got some weird statistics when it comes to batted balls. It says that he has not given up a weak pop-up, and he's given up 59% ground balls. That's going to come down a bit. I bet it's going to be tonight. And then we look at Saturday. The Reds are going to be going up against Tristan McKenzie. This is McKenzie's second year, which, depending on how you look at 2020, yeah, whatever, second, first year, something like that, he's still rookie eligible because of that. He's only 23 years old. He's a right-handed pitcher. They did not see him last year whenever he made his debut. He pitched against pretty much everybody else in the NL Central but the Reds. And so far this season, he's gotten off to a little bit of a rocky start. He's walking a lot of batters at 19.4%. However, his strikeout percentage is way up there. 35.5% of hitters that he's facing 
he is sending back to the dugout via the strikeout. However, when he's getting hit, he's going to hit hard. 92.6 average exit velocity off of Tristan McKenzie, and his pitch profile is pretty similar to Logan Allen's. It's just you're going to flip the changeup with the curveball. He throws his four-seam fastball a ton, 65%. Then you're looking at the curveball and the slider, kind of make up the rest of the profile. He throws his changeup very, very little. So the Reds are going to look at this dude again two nights in a row. We're going to need to see that patience really ramp up for the Reds and just look for their pitch against both of these guys because they're going to see sliders out of the zone from Logan Allen. And then they're going to see curveballs and sliders way out of the zone from Tristan McKenzie because when you look at his heat maps, they're way outside the strike zone. His fastball and his changeup, which he barely throws his changeup, mostly his fastball, is where he sets up the strike count. And then he just gets hitters to chase the breaking stuff. So the Reds need to be patient for the next couple of nights. And then Sunday, I got a feeling, because he pitched on Tuesday, the Reds are going to see Shane Bieber. I think that's what it's going to be, which is going to be very interesting because you know what you're going to get out of Shane Bieber. He's one of the five best pitchers in Major League Baseball. He pitched a complete game shutout. or not a complete game. He pitched nine innings because they went to extras. That was a crazy game on Tuesday. The Indians and the White Sox, they were 0-0 going into the 10th because they just had some great pitching from Shane Bieber and Lucas Giolito. And then the Indians won in extra innings. But I, I think the Reds will see Shane Bieber going up against Wade Miley on Sunday, which, of course, you know, you put those two pitchers' careers next to each other, and you're like, well, you give the obvious angle to Shane Bieber. But here's the caveat. The Indians aren't that good at hitting the ball. They got Jose Ramirez, yes. Jose Ramirez absolutely loves facing the Reds and feels like he hits like nine homers a game when he faces the Reds. But outside of Jose Ramirez, there's not a lot to get scared about in this lineup. They do have some power bats. And in fact, they've got a surprise hitter in Jordan Luplo, who I don't know a whole lot about, but he's got a 126 OPS plus. Fran Reyes is still there. He's mostly their designated hitter. I'm sure he will get into the game in the outfield or something like that. He's got a 126 OPS plus as well. But outside of those guys, the only other guy that I'm really looking at that the Reds need to be careful with is a guy who's been around for a little bit, Roberto Perez. Their catcher has actually had a nice start to the year in 32 plate appearances. He's getting on base 438. That's a crazy clip. And he's really the only guy that's doing that because everybody else is kind of having a little bit of an issue getting on base and they're striking out a lot. And I know batting average isn't the best end-all, be-all when it comes to looking at a hitter. They have three guys that are hitting below 200. They only have one guy who's hitting 250 or better, and that's Eddie Rosario, who could be an issue for the Reds in the lineup. But for the most part, this looks like a lineup that the Reds pitching can get right against. We noticed that in the Giants series, the bullpen had a lot of problems with walks. This is the kind of team that you can get your guys back to good control in the zone and good command because they strike out so much. I mean, you look at these numbers and you're just like, man, get ready to text Reds to 513-347 at the end of the game because you're going to get some free pizza. 
That is the expectation. The expectation in this series, at least here, in Cincinnati, where they don't have some kind of weird juju against them like they do up in Cleveland, I'm expecting a series win. I'm expecting them to go 2-1 and one here this weekend and just start turning the Battle of Ohio Cup toward them as it really looks like this Indians roster is kind of getting ready for a rebuild. Yeah, that's just my thoughts on the matter. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I want to do some Jeff's Jump Mail. But before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that right now you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. You've heard me talk about Built Bar and how amazing it tastes, but it's also really healthy for you. The stats don't lie. They're low in sugar, low in fat, and high in protein. You're going to eat it. You're not going to realize that you're eating some kind of health food. Most of these healthy protein bars, they got like that chalky feel, or they don't taste that great. It's like cardboard, some of them. This is not that way. Built Bar has 100% real chocolate, and it tastes like a candy bar, but it's got the health and all of the goodness of a protein bar. Check them out today, BuiltBar.com, and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to test out my knowledge about this wonderful snack. Built Bar has awesome flavors like white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. You can check out my favorite, Cherry Barcia, or my second favorite that won the uh, Built Madness bracket, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar, and they've got all kind of great other flavors as well. Check them out today, BuiltBar.com, in the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% on the amazingly delicious Built Bar. And I'm looking at tonight's game on betonline.ag on their prop builder. You can go over to the left side on the drop-down bar. It says game props. Click on that. Click on MLB. And then on the drop-down list, you can select Cleveland and Cincinnati. They've got these awesome things that you can pick different events in the game. You can pick what players you think are going to have good games. In fact, I'm looking at two. You can uh, put together a parlay of hits, runs, and RBIs when it comes to Mike Moustakis and Nick Senzel. I think they're both going to have good games tonight. Mike Moustakis is going to have three plus hits, plus runs, plus RBIs, and so is Nick Senzel. And when you put those two together, that's plus 298. So you're almost getting three times your money that you put into them as long as both Moose and Nick Senzel get three plus hits, runs, and RBIs. I think that's a given. Head on over to betonline.ag today. Take my tip with you and enter the promo code Locked On to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. That way you can get off the bench and get in the game and start making some money off your sports knowledge at betonline.ag with a promo code Locked On. Speaking of tips and advice, if you're a fantasy baseball addict like myself, I got a podcast for you, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Host Scott Cullen takes his decades of experience and combines a data-driven approach to help you win the waiver wire each and every day and then to help you win your league later on this season, whenever you know the league season is over. Scott Cullen will help you win that. Check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on the Odyssey app. All right, we've got some Jeff's junk mail to get to today. Got a lot of great stuff from you guys. I appreciate you getting it in. 513-549-0159 and also on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and 
at Locked On Reds. We're going to start first with Andy in Nashville. He's He asked, who will be the first Red to reach 10 home runs this season? I love that question. There's been a couple of guys that have just been hitting long balls here lately. I know Joey has looked strong over the San Francisco series. I don't necessarily think he's going to be the first guy to get to 10, though. I'm looking at Nicholas Castellanos. I think he's cooled down a little bit here lately with the power, but he's going to pick right back up and just start hitting dingers again, and he's going to be the first one to get to 10 home runs. Right now, Tyler Naquin still leads the team with five. And then you've got Aristides Aquino, Mike Moustakas, Eugenio Suarez, and Joey Votto all with two home runs. But I think Nicholas Castellanos is going to be the first red to 10. The next question comes from our buddy Chad in Lancaster. He said, in the book Moneyball, it says that a bad defensive player can cost your team about 15 runs over the course of a season. It feels like the Reds are leading the world in unearned runs this year. Is it really as bad as I think? Or am I more worried than I need to be? I appreciate the question, Chad. And actually, it's something I've been thinking about, too. Not just in the terms of unearned runs, but in terms of defense. The more I've been looking into it, the more that I know that the Reds aren't great. But they're also not terrible. They're kind of like below average. And I think their ceiling is like literally just league average. Because actually right now, to answer your question specifically, looking at the statistics, the Reds have allowed four unearned runs. Like you, I I, I thought that was kind of low. I thought they actually allowed more unearned runs than that. And looking at some of the top teams across the league, or at least here in years past, the top teams across the league, Tampa Bay Rays have allowed 10 unearned runs. The Mets, who got Francisco Lindor, have allowed five. They've allowed more unearned runs than the Reds. You look at some other teams across the league, there's been eight allowed by Arizona, which Arizona is below where we're thinking the Reds are going to end up this year. But it's just, it's by comparison. The Los Angeles Angels have Mike Trout, and they have seven unearned runs. And they have Anthony Rendon. they got some good fielders on that team. But no, they've allowed seven unearned runs. So, I'd say the Reds are right there in the middle of the pack. They're, they're not the absolute worst defensive team ever, but there are certainly some plays that you notice the difference between what a good defensive team would turn into an out and what the Reds turn into a hit. It's definitely not something that I say, you know, pump the brakes, they're going to be just fine. It's definitely going to be a concern all season long, but it's also not going to be the concern that every time a pitcher allows a ball in play, you should just start gnawing on your nails right then. Or you should go and get another beer because, oh gosh, there's a ball in play. I I think that the defense is going to be league average to below league average all year long. And then I got a question here. This is from our buddy Josh in Tennessee. He says, I know you are the biggest Votto fan in the world, but him and Suarez in the three and four spots are killing this team. Votto should be hitting 7th, and Suarez no higher than 5th at this point. Also, Suarez at short is not working. He struggles to even make routine plays. I don't know where to play him, but I know shortstop isn't it. He also says, also, Votto hitting homers in two straight games does not mitigate the need to drop him way down in the order. Josh, I appreciate the text, and I appreciate your thoughts. When I look at Votto, I I said in the preseason, I think that the best version of the Reds lineup is with Joey Votto hitting about sixth. 
I don't think Gino needs to be moved down in the order. I think that he's going to be just fine. I think both guys are going to have fine years. And I, I think that pretty much everybody in this lineup, you can about expect by season's end to have somewhere between a 110 and a 120 OPS+. plus. There might be a couple of guys that are higher than that. Hopefully there are, because that means that they had much better years than that, which I think they will. But with Joey Votto, I think his best spot in the lineup is sixth in the order, because I think that Nick Senzel is showing that he can kind of regain his spot as a leadoff hitter. And then you go right, and then you go left. You put Jesse Winker batting second, and then you go right again. Maybe Gino should bat third, now that I'm thinking about it. Move Gino into the third spot. Then you got Moose batting fourth. Nicholas Castellanos batting fifth, Joey Votto batting sixth. That way you keep the left, right, left, right, left, right, and you keep opposing teams off balance trying to set up left-handed pitchers or right-handed pitchers or or what have you to get some sort of lefty-righty advantage. And I think that that is still a pretty good lineup. And then after Joey, you got Jonathan India. And then after India, you got Tucker Barnard or Tyler Stevenson. Because at that point, left, right, left, right isn't that big a deal. You just kind of base it on who's pitching. And then when Shogo gets back, you're able to kind of move some things around if you really want to there as well. But the idea for me is that Joey's best suited in the sixth spot. Being this early on in the season, it's hard for me to say that anybody is a true detriment to the team. Unless you're a relief pitcher and you come in and you just can't throw strikes. That's the one area that is unforgivable. That's the one area that I look at and you're like, okay, this needs to change right now. Now, the lineup, I think, is going to be all right moving forward because we've seen that they can score some runs, the last game notwithstanding, of course. And one last one before we get out of here today, our buddy Scott on Twitter at MTG Packfoils tweeted using the hashtag Jeff's Junkmail, outpitched, outhit. Still, this is a better start than in 2018 and 2019. That's true. I mean, it's been a couple of rough uh, games in San Francisco, a rough West Coast road trip for the Reds, but this is still a really fun team. And if you're jumping off the bandwagon because of that road trip, then you don't know the history of the Reds. They always have trouble out West, but now they're back home. They're taking on the Indians and they got a great weekend series coming up. We'll talk about that on Monday. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll talk to you guys then. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.